You're listening to Voices of Church Past. I am your host, Rob Barnhart. Today we'll be reading Athanasius on the incarnation of the word. But just as this consequence must needs hold, so too on the other side the just claims of God lie against it, that God should appear true to law he had laid down concerning death. For it were monstrous for God, the Father of truth, to appear a liar for our profit and preservation. So here once more what possible course was God to take? To demand repentance of men for their transgression? For this one might pronounce worthy of God, as though just as from transgression men have become set towards corruption, so from repentance they may once more be set in the way of incorruption. But repentance would firstly fail to guard the just claim of God, for he would still be the none more true. Men did not remain in the grasp of death, nor secondly does repentance call men back from what is their nature. It merely stays them from acts of sin. Now if there were merely a misdemeanor in question, and not a consequent corruption, repentance were well enough. But if, when transgression had once gained a start, men became involved in that corruption which was their nature and were deprived of the grace which they had being in the image of god what further step was needed or what was required for such grace such recall but the word of god which had also at the beginning made everything out of naught for his it was once more both to bring the corruptible to incorruption and to maintain intact the just claim of the father upon all being word of the Father, and above all, he alone of natural fitness was both able to recreate everything and worthy to suffer on behalf of all and be the ambassador for all with the Father. For this purpose, then, the incorporeal and the incorruptible and the immaterial word of God comes to our realm, howbeit he was not far from us. Acts seventeen twenty seven before. For no part of creation is left void of him. He has filled all things everywhere, remaining present with his own Father. But he comes in condescension to show loving kindness upon us and visit us. And seeing the race of rational creatures in the way to perish, and death reigning over them by corruption, seeing too that the threat against transgression gave a firm hold to the corruption which was upon us, and that it was monstrous that before the law was fulfilled it should fall through, seeing once more the unseemliness of what had come to pass, and the things whereof he himself was artificer were passing away, seeing further the exceeding wickedness of men, and how little by little they had increased it to an intolerable pitch against themselves, and seeing lastly how all men were under the penalty of death. He took pity on our race, and had mercy for our infirmity, and condescended to our corruption, and unable to bear that death should have the mastery, lest the creature should perish, and his father's handiwork in men be spent for naught, he takes unto himself a body, that of no different sort from ours. For he did not simply will to become a body, or will merely to appear. For if he had willed merely to appear, he was able to effect his divine appearance by some other and higher means as well. But he takes a body of our kind, not merely so, but from a spotless, stainless virgin, knowing not a man, body clean, and in very truth pure from intercourse of men. For being himself mighty, the artificer of everything, he prepares the body and the virgin as a temple unto himself, makes it his very own as an instrument, and it manifested and in it dwelling, thus taking from our bodies one of like nature, because all were under the penalty of corruption of death, he gave it over to death, and instead of all, offered it to the Father, doing this 
moreover of his loving kindness to the end that firstly all being held to have died in him the law involving the ruin of men might be undone insomuch as its power was fully spent in the lord's body and no longer holding ground against men his peers and that secondly whereas men had turned toward corruption he might turn them again toward incorruption quicken them from death by the appropriation of his body and by the grace of the resurrection banishing death from them like straw from the fire for the word perceiving that no otherwise could the corruption of men be undone save by death as a necessary condition while it was impossible for the word to suffer death being immortal the son of the father to this end he takes to himself a body capable of death that it by partaking of the word who is above all might be worthy to die in the stead of all and might because of the word which had come to dwell in it remain incorruptible and thenceforth corruption might be stayed from all by the grace of the resurrection whence by offering unto the body he himself had taken as an offering and sacrifice free from any stain straight away he put away death from his peers by the offering of an equivalent for being over all the word of god naturally by offering his own temple and corporal instrument for the life of all satisfied to debt by his death and thus he the incorruptible son of god being conjoined with all by a like nature naturally clothed all with incorruption by the promise of the resurrection for the actual corruption in death was no longer holding ground against men by reason of the word which by his one body has come to dwell among them and like as when a great king was entered into some large city taken up his abode in one of the houses there such city is at all events held worthy of high honor nor does any enemy or bandit any longer descend upon it and subject it but on the contrary it is thought entitled to all care because the king's heaven taking up his residence in a single house there so too has it been with the monarchy of all for now that he has come to our realm and taken up his abode in one body amongst his peers henceforth the whole conspiracy of the enemy against mankind is checked the corruption of death which before was prevailing against him is done away for the race of men had gone to ruin and not the Lord and Savior of all, the Son of God, had come among us to meet the end of death. Now, in truth, this great work was particularly suited to God's goodness. For if a king, having founded a house or city, if it be beset by bandits, then the carelessness of the inmates does not by any means neglect it, but avenges and reclaims it as his own work, having regard not to carelessness of the inhabitants, but to what beseems himself, much more to the God, the Word, of all good father not neglect the race of men his work going to corruption but while he blotted out the death which had ensued by the offering of his own body he corrected their neglect by his own teaching restoring all that was man's by his own power and of this one may be assured at the hands of the savior's own inspired writers if one happened upon their writings where they did say the love of christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all, that all died, and he died for all, that we should no longer live unto ourselves, but unto him for our sakes died and rose again. Our Lord Jesus Christ, and again we behold him, who was made a little lower than the angels, even Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he should taste death for every man. And then he also points out the reason why it's necessary for none other than God, the Word himself, to become incarnate, as follows. For it became him for whom all things, through whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, 
to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering, by which words he means that it belonged to none other to bring back man from the corruption which had began than the word of God who had also made them from the beginning. And that it was in order to sacrifice for bodies such as his own that the word himself also assumed a body. To this also they refer in these words, for as much then as children were sharers in the blood and flesh, he also himself in like manner partook of the same, that through death he might bring to not him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and might deliver them through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For by the sacrifices of his own body, he put an end to the law which was against us and made a new beginning of life for us by the hope of resurrection which he had given us. For since from man that it was death prevailed over men, for this cause conversely by the word of God being made man has come about the destruction of death and resurrection of life, as the man which bore Christ says, for since by man came death, by man came also resurrection of the dead, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive, and so forth. For no longer now do we die subject to condemnation, but as men who rise from the dead, we await the general resurrection of all, which First Timothy 6.15, in its own times he shall show, even God, who has wrought it, bestowed it upon us. This then is the first cause of the Savior's being made man. One might see the following reasons also, that his gracious coming among us was fitting to have taken place. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Thank you so much for listening to Voices of Church Pass. I have been your host, Rob Barnard. May my brothers and sisters in Christ, may God bless you and keep you steadfast in the one true faith. And that one day, in the presence of Christ, I'll see you all one again, free from sin, free from death, in true unity, worshiping God as we ought to now. Till then, God bless.